I was sitting here thinking to myself, I'm, I was partially lamenting. I feel like we're getting to, it's not totally time yet, but I was sitting here, I was like, okay, I realized I do have too many layers on. I'm not going to take any off at this point. <laughs> okay. But I'm just, it was like, we're getting to that point where I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do hoodies much longer. No, no, you can always do hoodies. I know, I, it's, it's always hoodie season. I, I'm, I'm fully, I'm like half, <laughs> at least half my closet is hoodies. <laughs> yes. T-shirts and hoodies. That's all I own. Inconceivable! In a world where laughter was king on the edge of space. Ludicrous speed! Go! We get together, have a few laughs. Bastards of the universe! All right, man, let's just jump right into this thing. Welcome to the feature presentation. It's a show with movies, and we're going to include lots of music that makes the movie more enjoyable, and it's a standout, memorable, popular songs. It's the Cinemasters feature presentation. Yeah. I didn't dolphin it. Some of my songs might not be quite as well known as others. It's okay. I don't care. Um, They're good songs. I love them. Jesus Christ, man! I am so excited. I'm pumped for this episode. I am. I'm going to give you maximum effort. Maximum effort. Maximum effort in this show. I most of the times I'll admit I'm drinking. I'm drinking, and I'm giving you like fifty percent effort. I'm barely even awake. But for this episode, I'm I'm like really stoked. You're going to get me fully engaged. Fully engaged. And um, we're going to be doing, uh, for the feature presentation for this episode, by the way, um, I, I know I realized we stopped counting the episodes. We're in episode 506. Yeah. No, we're actually episode 26. Wow. Really? <laughs> and the reason I went ahead and went back to That's that, because I was like, short. what Bond movie are we on? We are now in an unreleased Bond I was going to say, we're outside. I was like, 20, <laughs> 25 is what's coming out. Well, 26 is No Time to Die. Oh, is that? That's okay. the 26th Bond movie. So okay. this is the last time we can go to that well. Nice. So I, I feel like I, I didn't want to l- miss out on our final opportunity. This is it. Now we're going to have to, like, we're going to have to find, like, something else to go to, like, if we're going to continue to number these things. And I, you know, I just kind of got lazy with that. You know, yeah. like, you don't need to know what episode it is. Just, you know, continuity. We just got watch. a lot of good stuff going on. We do. We're busy, you know, men about town. I mean, we got new Cinemasters that we're just inducting into the group left and right. Yep. You know, we got we got the White Machete. We the got, White Machete. We got Matt. He doesn't yes. have a nickname yet. Why haven't we given him a nickname yet? <laughs> we have the White we got, Machete. We got Matt. We've got <laughs> Matt. <laughs> we got 4KJ. We got... You know, well, Nick, Nick, well, he's the, he's prince, the of prince of pixels. Yeah, Nick's got the prince of pixels. Uh, you're, you know, your co-host of the north. Hi, by the way, I'm Ron Avis. I'm one of your co-hosts. I'm on the left. I'm your co-host to the north, Adam Peterson. This is the Cinemasters. Just get that out of the way really quick. And and before I gotta I gotta pause. I gotta say, I actually set up a Patreon page for us. You did. You I, did that. I I went out on Facebook and uh, with our inner circle of people, and I was like, hey, you know what? You never know until you put it out there. I'm gonna I'm gonna create a Patreon page because we don't, 
you know, we're not we're not charging for the show. Nope. And we're just trying to get people to watch the show or yes. listen to the show in the first place. But yeah. you know, I'm looking at the analytics analytics, I'm looking at our numbers, and we're getting like a our numbers are climbing. People are listening. People seem to like us. The people besides the people that we're related to yeah. and work with us are listening to the show. And I think I think I shared this with you. We we have a really high listenership of, from folks in California. Our the our most of our viewers are are living in California. Well, that's just amazing. And, and it, I get it. It's a huge state. So there's yeah. a lot of people. There's a lot of people in California. Um, but I think that's interesting. Uh, Michigan is another state that we get a lot the of mitten state. It looks like a mitten. Oh, Michigan I was going to say, is that Great Lakes? But <laughs> no, the, the Michigan Michigan looks like a mitten. It does look like a mitten. It looks like a, cat, a catcher's mat. Yep. Mitt. Matt. God damn it. We got Matt. We got the catcher's mat. I'm sorry, Michigan. I'm sorry. Go Lions. Uh, <laughs> you are a Lions fan, though. Legit, I, I, I am. I'm a legit Lions fan. Yeah. I wonder what we're going to do with the number three pick. I'm thinking Jeff o- Okude. Oh, what, uh, Jeff Okuda? I don't know. Are you, are you a college football fan? Do you follow? Like, no. Do you, know, do you know who Tua... Christian Okoye? <laughs> The Nigerian Nightmare? Is that your knowledge? I know him. Where did he go to college? I had a football card of him. He wore number 35. I didn't know that. Yeah. He, he played the rushing title in Kansas City. Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs. I got a buddy who's a life, you know, for as long as I've been a Lions fan, he's been a Chiefs fan. And he, congratulations, man. The Chiefs uh, did it. They The Chiefs pulled it off. They finally they won it. it. The Walrus has a Super Bowl ring. He's got diabetes and he's also. Diabetes. <laughs> I'm Wilford Brimley and I have diabetes. By the way, I love that that's like the diabetes thing for Wilford Brimley. Like that's just one of those things that like everybody believes happened, but it, like he never actually says diabetes no. in any of the commercials. Nope. <laughs> what what is that uh that Rajaman effect or something like that? Right, right, right. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And that sounds awesome. The Rajaman yeah. effect? Yeah. I'm gonna like go that. with that. We'll but where where like everyone's consciousness yeah. is sort of like pinned in, like honed in together. It's like the the Shazam yes. movie that never existed. With Sinbad. With Sinbad, Not right. a thing. <laughs> Not a thing. If there was a movie with Sinbad, I would have seen it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Like first kid. That never totally fooled me. Oh yeah. House guest. House guest. Owned it on VHS. Love that movie. Like I li- really like that movie. That was actually. a great movie. It was a Phil really Hartman underrated, baby. Really underrated movie. No, it's not bad. I thought that his dream of becoming rich by collecting baseball cards was a bit much. It did seem a bit <laughs> lofty. But it's Sinbad. Yeah, Sinbad's gonna do what Sinbad's gonna do. Oh shit! I went off on a tangent. Where was I going? Oh, I was talking about our listenership. In yeah. Michigan, the Mitten State. Yeah, the Mitten State. So Michigan, uh, where else are we? We, we? we have viewers from around the world. Like We got some- Vietnam. We, Vietnam. You know, people are learning Denmark. English by listening to our podcast. We still We're appreciate We're like an ESL it. class. Sweden, like we actually have listeners in Sweden. Well, I love you guys. I'm, I'm going to take a little bit of credit. Last name's Peterson. I'm a Swede. <laughs> You're a Swede? I'm a Swede by descent. My <laughs> Is great that your grand, family? God. My great-grandfather did Son immigrate here from Sweden. Ah, man. I was so like- I love I just their meatballs maybe... and their furniture. <laughs> I love their chefs. They have the best chefs. They do have some- They're <laughs> the best. <laughs> the best uh, but i i wanted to just give those people who are listening to us yes. on the regular an opportunity to support us and you know we the patreon page is uh patreon.com slash bitgeek uh we have a couple of tiers and you know i'll be honest we're, we're kind of i'm still kind of filling out like what the tiers or what the perks are going to be but you know with most patreon pages the first tier the first tier perks is usually you get the episode early yeah. So if we can get some Patreons, we'll get those episodes out early to you folks. Yeah. 
And uh, if we get enough people, we you know we we may take. Uh, well, I'd mentioned maybe we could do some commentary tracks, yes. just exclusive to Patreons. If you're like a ten dollar tier, and I think like there's like a twenty dollar tier too, but I doubt anybody's ever going to do like even ten dollars, five dollars, a dollar. I don't care. I'll take yeah. anything. I'll take anything. Thirty one cents. I'll a day. wash. I'll wipe your windows. <laughs> For thirty one cents a day, you could support this podcast. I'm telling you, nudes are on the table. I will take my clothes off. For I'll, I'll put clothes on. I'll put, I'll put clothes more on. clothes on. <laughs> I will become even more clothed. Uh, but if if you if you really enjoy watching either the Cinemasters or the Big Geek Podcast, yes. which you know I've got some I got some episode some, ideas. You know, like the Big Geek Podcast isn't you know like we're we're not turning out the episodes like we once did. But the Prince of Pixels, we were talking about. I mean, like we we've talked about some future episodes, so we got some stuff. Yeah. We're, we're working on some things. We got crossover stuff bringing him back into. Yeah, Cinemasters we got a, we got a crossover episode in the works. Yes. We got some interviews that we're trying to get yes. hammered out. We got some interesting interviews. So, you know, consider... There's a lot of stuff going on. Consider throwing us a few bucks if you we're, wouldn't mind. We're trying... Because there, there are people, and I don't think... I don't think... I mean, maybe I shouldn't put us in a box. Nobody puts a baby in a corner. No. But there... I mean, we're, we're in a place where some people have started on a journey that are yeah. now doing things that, like... Think if we could just... If we did this all day, every day... Mm. If this is what we gave to you, we could eventually, if you people, if we had enough fans and people paid us enough money and we had like sponsors like Crest toothpaste, which <laughs> I use exclusively. <laughs> I don't brush my teeth. For this. <laughs> but I do sin- drink Coke Zero. This scintillating smile oh, that I've got it. here. Where'd my Coke Zero go? Here it is. Coca-Cola Zero. Coca-Cola. Send me. Send us money. Zero sugar. There's no sugar in that. <laughs> Coke zero. zero sugar, or Mountain Dew Zero if you're Pepsi. Yes, <laughs> I can. We can. We can we take can that out and post. I can. I can put a Mountain Dew label. We learned on from that. Kevin Smith. We will horror. <laughs> we'll absolutely we horror us out. Left absolutely. Right. But no, I think it would be interesting if we, you know, just pie in the sky. What yes. if? What if we were, we're dreamers? A, what if what if some people gave us some money that could afford us opportunities to maybe go to a festival or something, yes. attend a film festival, or you know, as I said, like maybe attend some conventions that are out of state or something like that would go a long way to help. Or hell, even just pay the bills, like yes. you know, like hosting, keeping the lights on, just keeping the lights on, paying the hosting costs. I mean, it's not it's not a ton of money, but it's not it's not cheap either. And this is this is the this is the gig in twenty twenty. Yeah, this is when people are. On the YouTubes now, and they're provi- putting we're we're putting content out there. We're doing that. We're putting a lot of content out there. You can catch us on. We have a YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/bitgeek. Uh, of course, also you can just listen to us if you don't want to look at us. I get it. You don't I look at that. me. I don't like looking I've, at me. <laughs> I avoid mirrors in my own home. When I'm getting dressed, and I usually face away from the mirror, and I just sort of feel around. I have a full length picture of William Howard Taft, the president. <laughs> And I'm like, this guy looks better than I ever. Yeah. Oh gosh, night and day. Yeah. But yeah, you you can listen to us on all the podcast feeds. You know, whether it be uh, iTunes or Spotify or whatever, man. You can just stick us in your ear. Yep. And listen. And if if you'd like, you know, if you want to support us, if you're let's just say you've got a lot of money. Yeah. Let's just say you got a lot of money and you collect really expensive. And you're not feeling well, and you want to leave it all to us in a will. We will accept that. That's where I was going. Yeah. We will accept your money. We will. Okay. Uh, anything else that we could talk about? I guess that's just about it. That's just about it. We can get on with the, the Summer Olympics right? are coming uh, at some point. <laughs> well, if it doesn't get canceled. Probably. Yeah. Everything's getting canceled. Canceled. 
We the, got that coronavirus. The Olympics tweeted something inappropriate, so we canceled the Olympics. <laughs> Ooh! That's not what I was thinking, but yeah, if I Kevin Hart were in charge of the Olympics, it yep. might get canceled. For episode 26, what we're going to be doing is uh, we're going to be talking about 20 scenes that are like enhanced because of music. The music. Yeah, these are great scenes involving music. How, how would you put that? Like if uh, I were to title this episode, how, how would you title what, what it? What did I when because I made it? Movie I, I, scenes enhanced by music. That's kind of what I said, right? That is ex- that's I pretty close to what exactly I said. What we got to come up with a catchier title than that. <laughs> that's dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's what it is. It's precisely what it it's is. It's exactly with, what with it is. zero <laughs> finesse at all. No, no. But, uh, you know, I, I really, really appreciate uh, a scene in a movie that has that perfectly placed song. Um, some movies get a little crazy with the songs, yes. you know, Suicide Squad, I'm looking at you and it's, I'm and never usually, looking at you again. <laughs> we try not to, uh, you know, there are movies like can't hardly wait. There's a lot of music in those, but yes. some, some movies like they, they show a little bit of restraint. Yes. They put a few songs, they just drop it in and it just makes that scene. It enhances it. It's yeah. exactly what this title would suggest. These are movie scenes enhanced by a well-placed song. Yep. And it's going to be kind of a watch party a little bit. It's a little bit different format. Um, for you listeners, audio only, you're going to get the full effect of this episode, yes. I think, because we're just going to watch the scene. Yes. Now, on YouTube, I'm going to have to trim it uh, somehow, like a hair. Yeah. The The video version of this is going to be a little bit different than the audio version, I think. Video killed the radio star. Video killed the radio star. They can't take us down for that. <laughs> they can, probably, actually. Oh, dang I'm, it. We're so good. I don't know the rules. We fooled the algorithm into thinking that we were that. Uh, who, may, who was that? The Buggles. Nice. So what we're going to do, we have 10 Hold scenes each, and yes. I thought we could we could watch the scene together. Yes. Now, were you able to pull up the scenes? I, I have the links. You have links. I Perfect. Have links. I have links as well. So we're going to do 10 apiece, uh, and we're just going to talk about the scene, and then we'll, it'll give us an opportunity to talk a little bit about the movie, even if we yes. like. What makes the scene special? Yes. Why did it work for us? Yes. And so you've got some pretty obscure stuff then. I've, I've, got, a few, I've got a few things um, that, I mean, some of it people will know, some of it it's kind of all over the place. I'm kind of all over the this place. This is going to be an experimental show, yes. but I think it's going to be fun. We're experimental guys. And another thing I thought would be fun to do is when this episode airs, I'm going to create a Spotify playlist. Noise. Of noise. noise. <laughs> Did you ever see that? Uh, are you a key and Key and Peel? Peel? Yeah. yeah. Noise. <laughs> the noise guys. I, I am I'm the Jake Peralta Brooklyn Nine-Nine noise. Yeah. Okay. But okay. I respect the Jordan Peele noise. I really do like those guys. I feel like I think it's unfortunate that like Chappelle like accuses them of ripping off his yeah. show because come on man sketch it's, comedy you didn't invent it dude it's all kind of the same it kind of everybody just does their own take on mm-hmm. it so yeah um, so all of yours all of mine we're just gonna watch boom you'll 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 get the picture this will be a good time all right so I tell you what um, do you want do you want me to go first or you want to go first I, I went first in our last episode okay, so fair I'm, enough I'm fair enough you go first okay so my first scene is going to be from the 1986 and this I'll be honest this scene is what kind of made me even want to do this episode uh, it's one of the first movies where like I really kind of noticed that a song 
like I like the song better because of the scene, and I like the scene better because of the song. You know, it's one of those deals. I can see that. And it's from the 1986 drama Color of Money with Paul Newman, Paul Newman and, and, and Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. And, you know, so this is Tom Cruise. I want to say this came out pre even Top Gun because I think Top Gun was like a summer movie. This, it, you know, what, to be honest, maybe this came out after Top Gun, but this movie was made before he exploded. Yes. And I've actually got a couple of top Tom Cruise movies in my list and probably not even the one you're thinking about. Because there's one really famous one. But. Eyes wide shut. <laughs> exactly. I figured. So the scene I'm it talking works. about, there, there's a scene where, okay, so Paul, have you seen the movie Color of Money? I think so. If I have, it's been a while. It's I don't know if such a good thing. movie. I love it so much. Paul Newman is, Paul an, Newman. He, he is a retiring uh, pool shark. Yeah. He's a hustler. and He's, he's been, also in the movie The Hustler. Exactly. I think he's kind of more or less playing the Tom Cruise character. Yeah, he's the young. Yeah. yeah, So he's right. So this is that character basically at the end of his career, but he wants to find someone to kind of, he wants to impart his wisdom on it, on the next generation of a a pool player because he wants to bankroll this guy. He wants, you know, he, he can't continue to do what he's doing. He's he's a gentleman at the end of his career and he, he just wants to find some new blood and he sees something in this, in Tom Cruise. And, you know, it's it's a joke. Tom Cruise is always the best. In all of his movies, he's the youngest and best at ever whatever he does. And that stopped at some point because then you started seeing the wrinkles in his eyes. And you're like, like whoa, you're we old. can't do that anymore. That's You can't be the youngest and <laughs> best at Now you're just like Tom. the oldest movie star who does, you're like the best stuntman slash actor in Hollywood. Yeah. Like, that's kind of his thing. But I'm a big fan of Tom Cruise. I always have been. There were some dark days for Tom Cruise in the early 2000s, I guess, when like, you know, and, and it kind of like runs parallel to the whole Scientology bit. Uh, but, you know, it's just, there was right along when he went on Oprah and was jumping around on the couch. Yeah. With Katie. He was uh, little, what was it? Uh, Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. It was, little, he, it was weird. He and was, it, he was excited. Yeah. And I don't think he knew how to really be excited. He's publicly. just an intense guy. Yeah. He's a very intense guy. It's one of his, one of his hallmarks. So yeah. So Paul Newman is the experienced uh mentor and tom cruise is the young brash mentee mentee <laughs> and so the scene i'm talking about is that they'd met they'd in, they'd been introduced and paul newman's trying to pitch to tom cruise in a toy store i love that scene but i think nick and i on a previous episode of big geek were like scenes we loved and i think that i might have mentioned that because like they were in a toy store so yeah so he He's he's trying to get him to go along with the uh, the program. Tom Cruise has got a beautiful girlfriend, who's also kind of facilitating the partnership. And uh, I, I think that Tom Cruise just feels like he doesn't need Paul Newman because he's he just he he doesn't need him. He's he's Vince. Yes. He's he's like the hot shit guy, and he's just you know Paul Newman's just this old dude. So the scene is where they're they're he kind of breaks ties with Paul Newman. They go their separate ways, and. Paul Newman was trying to teach him that, you know, you can't go around showing how good you are. You can't have an attitude and a cocksure, you know, like way of conducting business because if people know that you're really good at pool, then you're, you can't can't work that. Yeah. You can't hustle. Not only that person, but your reputation will spread. You you can't can't. like you're that whole area. 
that whole pool city. hall, that whole neighborhood, yep. your tainted goods. And he was he had yet to understand that. So he goes in, he just wants to destroy this guy at pool. So this is very much like the plot of the hustler. Right, right. So this the song is Werewolves of London, uh, by Warren Zevon. Came out in 1978. Uh, I love that song. It's a really cool song. I don't know what else they're known for, but I always like put this on my Halloween playlist. You know, it's like I, it's werewolves, whatever, and it's got that. Oh, yes. <laughs> so the scene I'm I'm talking about, like they're playing that, and Tom Cruise is challenged this other pool player to, you know, a match or whatever you want to call it. And he's just, he just wants to destroy the guy. And he's, he's like moving around the pool table and the songs playing to the, to the music. And it's this really impressive tracking shot. You know, like he's playing a pool, like Tom Cruise is, he always gets good at whatever it is that he's going to be. Like if he's going to be a pool player, he's going to learn to play pool and be really good at pool. Yes. If he's going to be a pilot, he's going to learn to fly a plane, you know, whatever. Like he doesn't half ass it. He's like kind of method in that around. way. He's the best around. If he was in Karate Kid, he would have learned. He would have taken out Daniel Russo. Oh, he would have kicked the shit out of Daniel Russo. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's, he's kind of going around the pool table and he's just showing up the guy and he's, you know, he's just, he's being so cocky and he's wearing, he's got a t-shirt with his name on it. Vince just like across his chest and he's, he's that, that's, that's the setup. So I'm going to, I'm going to play the scene. Wait. All right. So here we go. I just love it. Maybe. All right. Here we go. There he is. He's got the shirt. Doom. There's the guy who wants to hustle. Come on, boy. Let's play. Yeah, let's play. Look at all those teeth. There's a lot of them. <laughs> Three, four hundred. There's the werewolves of London. Just going for it. He's looking. He's looking for Tom. But here it is. I just I enjoy this scene so much. This is Tom Cruise, like, doing his thing, dude. This is not, if you're just, if you're listening, you're not really, under, you can't really get a lot out of what's Sorry. happening. But he's, he is, he's going around the pool table and he's like doing shots like they're nothing. And here comes Paul Newman. Comes Paul Newman to see what his, his like rookie has gotten himself into. Bill Washington. <laughs> That's a cinemaster right there for you. This, this part here though kills me. When he does, he treats the pool cue like a samurai sword. <laughs> It's the best part. I could not play pool anymore, like without doing that. Like if I make a shot, I have to do that. That's a little known fact about me. <laughs> That's actually why I don't play pool because I know I can't do that. <laughs> I just love it. Just strutting around the pool table. I love the way the camera's just moving around. It's a very dynamic shot. It really is. It's a really nice shot in that respect. Yeah. 
And that's pretty much the scene. Like, he just, like, destroys this guy. And he's just reveling in it. He's so pleased with himself. And then, of course, like, Paul Newman's like, you dumbass. Paul Newman knows. <laughs> Paul Newman knows. That's not how you do it, kid. But that's, like I said, that that's what I want this episode to be. Like, yes. I, I want to, I'm thinking scenes that, like, you know, you, you love this song because it reminds you of a scene. <clears throat> And, you know, like, I, I love that song now, and I wouldn't have if it weren't for yes. the movie. Like, I would have never really been even aware of that song, yes. probably. So that's my first. That is a great way to kick this off, because it was you. a great scene. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, you, <clears throat> so you're going to send me, I guess, a link. I'll send, I'll send you this link. You send me the link, and then you reveal, and then we'll pull it up, and we'll give it the same treatment as I did for A Color of Money. All right. Let's see here. We're using technology. Mm-hmm. Um, some, sometimes, sometimes I, uh, I like to build towards like, you know, and this, one of the things we've really backed away from doing, like, these are the top this. And yeah. I, we, we were never really totally about that. Right, right. Um, cause we don't like to pigeonhole ourselves into like, oh, these are the top ones. So we can only do this once. So I was like, I see it now. I was like, you know what? I just got to come charge out of the game. <laughs> I was like, there's cause this, and this was, I mean, admittedly the first one that popped in my head when yeah. we were doing this. And this is probably one of the, I mean, better known songs. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's <clears throat> great. But um, if you've if you've watched this podcast or listened to this podcast at all, you probably have picked up on the fact that I'm a huge Deadpool fan. I can't. Are you wearing one article of Deadpool right now at all? I've got oh, it's <laughs> so got he's got like three to four layers of clothing. Yes. It's like buried under like the third. I've got I've got my Deadpool T-shirt. <laughs> I've got my Deadpool phone cover. There you go. I've got my Deadpool wallet. This is a this is a, not only a Deadpool fan, but a Ryan Reynolds fan. Oh, yes. I own every movie that Ryan Reynolds has. I know you do. I, I own one of his movies on VHS because it's the only format it's available on. That's a true Wishful fan. Thinking. You guys need to at Ryan Reynolds for this yes. fellow right Van here. Van City. He's the man. <laughs> uh, so, uh, All right, set this scene up, man. What's this, it from? What movie? This is from Deadpool 2. Okay. Because uh, there was some really great music in the first Deadpool movie, mm -hmm. but this this song and this scene, because this has one of my favorite quotes from the entire movie. Okay. Um, and so this is early on in the film. One of the things that I did want to try and stay away from is I wanted to stay away from like theme songs. Um, yeah. Just because like they're built to make a scene better, like you know the Ghostbusters song, like that song. Right, right, right. To, it's like so. Yeah, we all we a lot of times will. Lay out caveats yes. before we start in the list. We we I had a few, yeah, uh, and that was one of them. Like, I, I didn't want to make I didn't want to include Ghostbusters because yes. I wanted it to I wanted it to be like a pop song. Of yeah, some kind. I I tried um, uh, some of some of this one is one people would know, right? And some of these songs are probably a little bit more easily recognized than others. Some of them are just like this music is awesome and it yeah. makes the scene good. Yeah, um, but this one is uh, the beginning of Deadpool uh, two. Um, it's kind of like your reintroduction to he's he's giving you a little bit of an update, mm -hmm. and uh, and then cuts into just a really great model or a really great uh, set of scenes where we we get the introduction to Scoutmaster Kevin. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, that's I think I mean I think we could just just we could, play the clip. We could just go with it. All right, let's just play the clip. It's just so good. Here we go. Oh no, I gotta watch it. There's ad. an advertisement. Uh, well, I don't, I can't afford YouTube Red. Oh no, I. <laughs> I just got to watch those ads. Oh, you at least got to skip it. All right, here we go. I don't bargain pumpkin. Okay, we can just let it go from here. All right. Because he's going to do the jump. Crash it there. Here it comes. Room full of gangsters. Oh. oh, this isn't Gilbert's. I am so sorry. I thought this was an anal bleaching party. 
just gets shot to shit. <laughs> he's fucking dead right now. <laughs> but he's Deadpool. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Gotta come over and check. Oh, he's probably dead, right? Yeah, we should prematurely celebrate. Because we killed him. Because we're bad guys. Hey, hey. Don't worry. You're not going to die. But these will kill you. I got to like skip ahead even oh, more. Okay, okay. Here you go. Hit it, Dolly. <laughs> this is this is an insane montage. Oh, everything about it. There goes a head. It's... <laughs> But it's it's Dolly Parton, and it's just like that's the. Th- I'm merely a vessel. It's such for an the Lord. upbeat song. I'm merely a vessel for the Lord. <laughs> it's such a happy song, and yeah. there's so much death and so much carnage. But also, it lets you know that you're getting work done. Yeah. Taking the hands out of the. In eight-hour chunks. Oh yeah. Taking the hands out of the. And then oh. he's just straight up kebabbing guys. Yes. <laughs> oh. There you go. Okay, well that's so that's the scene. Yes. You get you guys get the point. It, go, it goes on, but yes, the Dolly Parton there. That whole montage of he shoots up the Italian, the mafia guys, and mm-hmm. then ends up, you know, chopping up all the the uh, the Asian fellows. Is the, this the montage where it like leads into the warehouse scene? Yes. Oh my god, that's yeah. so great. Yeah, where it, he's like. Guys like retreating to his safe room. Yes, really, a panic room. And and Deadpool is just killing people. Like, oh yeah, he's just going zipping back and forth on the screen. There's like There's chainsaws the, and that guy's really on fire. <laughs> it's just you know you 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 end on this great note from yeah. from the first Deadpool movie, and then this this really this isn't like the opening sequence, but like this gets things really kicked off. Like you know where you're gonna stand in this movie, like. Where he's kicking it up a notch, he's you know he's it gets the toes of tapping. Oh yeah, and you're yeah. like and Dolly Parton, you're like this is a song I will put on like when I'm getting out of my car and walking into work, like I'll put I'll put the headphones in, I'll put this on. I was like yeah, I'm in the Deadpool zone now, and I'm just listening to some Dolly. Yeah, th- those are those both Deadpool movies, as you said, have great soundtracks. Great, uh, and there there were some honorable mentions in Deadpool two in particular. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed two a lot. Yeah. I like the first one, but two works for me more. I don't, I don't know why, but I the, just I enjoy it so much more. Maybe they're just having you're, you're getting the origin out of the way. Yeah, the origin is out of the way, right. and now you have a lot more room to move. You get cable. Cable's great, which just that, makes it as a large better. part of it right there. Um, and the and you know you have a, a more involved Colossus, um, and there's there's just a lot more that they do with it. They push. Mm-hmm. He tries to push the envelope, which is you know for Ryan Reynolds and for Deadpool. You know, just where you got, and with the second one, um, you get um, David Litch directing. So I, I feel like there's definitely an elevation. Um, Tim Wilson, who directed the first one, did a fantastic job. Yeah. But David Litch, you know, just kind of took, especially for those action beats, you know, just really elevated it. So, what movie did like David Litch just recently direct that was good? It came out this. Uh, he did Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was yeah. That, that tracks. Yes. All right, moving on to my next uh, movie. Moving on to number I'm just going to go ahead and get both Tom Cruise movies. I'm going to give you a double shot of Cruise. Two we're, Cruise. We're in Cruise Control right now. Ooh, Cruise Control. Like <laughs> so, so my other Tom Cruise movie is from 2008, Tropic Thunder. Oh, <laughs> very nice. Uh, Tom Cruise's Les Grossman character is phenomenal. It really was. And, and Tom Cruise really likes to talk about this character when, when he's doing the interview. So you're like, just go Google like Tom Cruise, Les Grossman. Like he's, he's on every talk show talking about this. And it's a very small part. 
but he had a lot of fun with it. He had a lot of fun with it, and it, it was a comeback period for him. It really, I think, put him back in the zeitgeist. You know, yeah. he he it was it was a masterful job of getting you to kind of forget the weird yeah. stuff because he was also doing a lot of independent type films. Yeah, he was getting out of like the superstar Tom, like guaranteed hundred million dollars. Tom Cruise, like every yeah. film, it was so many movies in a row that grossed over hundred million dollars in a time. Like now, movies make million hundred million dollars left and right, but he was doing it in like the eighties and nineties and yeah, you know, just like one after the other. So this this was it was fun to see him do a part that you would feel like maybe a little bit out of his comfort zone. Yep. Uh, he's he's a despicable guy. He's like a really sleazeball yes. character, and he looks disgusting. And th- I don't know because there was a lot of hype about it. I think if you were to go into this movie not knowing that he was that character, the makeup might be good enough for you to not know that it's Tom Cruise. It's the nose and the mouth, like it. It's so Tom Cruise. Yeah. But you're right. You you, you might well because first it's like his hit the story behind the character is like he just wanted to be in a movie where he had a guy with big hands. Yes. Like that was his story. That was it. I, I want him to. I want him to have big hands. Like I just think that's really a, he, to him that was the funny bit that of the character, it. and he has huge hands. And I, I think what he did was he sent uh, Ben Stiller just a clip of him dancing. Like he did all his like own, like he, he dressed up like the character and he, he did basically what I'm about to show and talk about. Like he did this thing and like, that's how like they're like, you're in this fucking movie. Yeah. Like we're, I'm writing you in and he has a couple of really excellent scenes in the movie. Uh, but it's all, it all stems from the final closing credits where it's the ludicrous song "Get Back," yes, and it's it, a great song. It's it is it's a banging song, and uh, that which I think came out in two thousand four. Ludicrous "Get Back," but it, it's also one of the better like closing credit scenes. They're they're utilizing that effect um, that I think like they would do in documentaries sometimes, where like you would freeze frame a scene and then like, you would focus on something and you would enlarge it like you bring yeah. it like they do it throughout the whole th- of the closing credits and the movie is a star-studded movie like there's yes. tons and tons and tons this is like pre of it like tony stark yeah you know right this is also like a comeback for robert downey jr yes. you know kind of what do you mean you people? <laughs> in a movie like i can't believe robert downey jr was able to get away with you know and uh, st- even still like nobody's yeah. like no nope, nobody like bl- like yeah it's, it's amazing that he's able to still get away with it like how is he not like me too out of yes. hollywood or whatever it's 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 really funny but like yeah it's so it's it's the final scene at the end of the movie and uh that's that's the setup and i I don't maybe maybe i won't play like the whole entire thing but i gotta i gotta at least get some of this in oh i think we can all right i i went ahead and fast forwarded to a little bit yes (laughs) he's all alone he's in his office (laughs) you see those big hands and the hairy knuckles big hairy chest he's got the medallion he can actually dance pretty decently too, really. <laughs> I mean, that's Tom Cruise right there in the in the mouth, in the face. <laughs> Justin Thoreau, man, he wrote. He was a writer of this movie. He's he's written a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's just Tom Cruise dancing and just being crazy. Is this? You're like they're showing who's in the movie, and like they're cutting back to him, just just dancing. But it's beautiful. He's owning it. He is owning the room <laughs> in a real white boy dancing kind of way, for sure. But <sighs> love it. 
This is just Tom Cruise enjoying himself. <laughs> this is really all this is. He is just eating it up. Great, great movie for Ben Stiller. Loved it. Jack, Jack Black. He was enjoyable. Now you're getting all the like all the actors. Downey Jr. But you also get like I mean you got Nick Nolte Nick in this Nolte. thing. Is Jay, Jay Baruchel? Jay Bar- yeah, Steve yes, you Coogan. got you got like a lot of the younger generation of, yeah, of comic Baruchel. actors. And a lot of, and some SNL people too. Like there's Danny, Danny McBride. McBride. Love Danny McBride. I don't know. I'm not really sure who this guy is. You got Bill, Bill Hader, Hader, right? <laughs> couple of a couple of like yeah, I don't know who these guys are. They might be big. I don't know. Some Asian people. Some, so, yep. But then you got the pecker. <laughs> McConaughey. I was, yeah, I was like, wasn't McConaughey? <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> He's, Grossman's trying to convince McConaughey's character to, tur- to like abandon his friend and longtime client for a G1. <laughs> There's Tom Cruise's less good, but oh, I love it. This just goes on for a while. He's just having a good time. It's totally worth it. Yep. So that's that's my pick number two. That is a great pick. Oh god, it's a great movie. I love the movie. It's, I haven't it's, watched that in forever. Me neither. Me neither. Uh, I need I need to check that out. It's I don't think I own it. That's a part of it. I don't think yeah, I, don't I think own I it. Either. So like I didn't watch it a whole bunch of times. Yeah. When it came out, I watched it a bunch. Yeah. And uh, I, of course, like I just the Tom Cruise thing was like nobody nobody knew about that going in. No. He, they were selling it as like a Ben Stiller Jack Black comedy. Yeah. With Robert, Robert Downey Jr. plays like a black guy, but like I, that movie is so great. It really is. It, the the three fake movies in the beginning were all yes. great, uh, but then but then you see Tom Cruise and you're like, is that Tom Cruise? That is that is Tom That's Cruise. Tom right? Cruise. Is that like a fat bald Tom Cruise? <laughs> Did something happen to Tom? Cruise? I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, I I really enjoyed that role, that part, and that uh, man like. I, I saw this in theaters and like I just was like man I was just having a great time watching the closing credits. It was, I I did not budge from my seat. I mean I usually stick around for a while anyway. Yeah. But that's those are the kinds of things that are nice for guys that do sit through the credits. Yeah. When there's a little bit of entertainment you're like yeah. okay this is going to eat up some And this of that is pre MCU, you know, yes. so there's there weren't a whole lot of you didn't have the promise of a extra mid credit yeah. scene or a final scene. You just scene. stayed to stay. Yeah. So they they and like I noticed that like there's a handful of Ben Stiller movies that are good about that. Yeah. You know, like it, a lot of his movies, like like The Watch. You know, like they yes. they do. Like that was the, a good, that was a highly underrated movie. It was. It was funny. Yeah, but they they have the uh, Boys in the Hood. Yes. And then I think like at the end of like you know uh, Dodgeball, like they have like it's like the my milkshake brings the boys yes. together. Like it's not a toe tapping version, but it's funny. But it's yeah. But it was a scene. It was an extra scene. It was an extra scene. So yep, that's my number two. What is your number two, sir? All right, my number two. Send that to me. I'm sending it to you right now. Right now. Technology. I was, pre- I was a little bit more prepared this time. Yes. So this one. Okay. I don't. Oh. Okay. 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 This um and. Uh, there's a guy in this clip that's going to show up one more time. Okay. So he's he's doubled up in mine. Okay. Um, but um, uh, this this is uh, this is just one of my favorite movies uh, of all time, and yep. this is one of my favorite songs. There's this uh, this movie has a fantastic soundtrack as well. Never heard of these guys. Um, <clears throat> this uh, this one's probably a little bit more off the beaten path. There's mm-hmm. several points in the movie where the music really does enhance. Uh, oh, it's guy. Well, I, I'm sorry. Richie. I don't no, want. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. I spoiled that was, it. That was right where I was going. Guy yeah. Ritchie directed yeah, yeah. it, yeah, yeah. and he has a he has a really good sense about music. Yeah, he um, really he's, does. He's one of those directors that like has Aladdin. So good. Well, 
<laughs> take your word for it. Never had a friend like me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did back in a the 90s. A whole new world, man. It was like a techno whole new world. Like you, never, had a, you wouldn't believe. I had a way better friend like you back in the 90s <laughs> when Robin Williams played that role. <laughs> well, yeah. So don't Sorry. say never. Sorry. Sorry. I had a like, uh, tangent. I All right. Sorry. Picking that scab. Triggered. Um, <laughs> but uh, in in uh, what I like about this, this is uh, the scene and what the music really does for this scene too mm-hmm. is... Um, there's all these different all these different groups of people that are all brought into this conflict by this giant diamond. Uh, it's stolen at the beginning of the movie, and it's it kind of gets passed. It's not it's a, not really a heist movie, but kind of. Um, but this diamond kind of keeps changing hands. The MacGuffin, yeah of, yeah, of all these different people, and you have um, Turkish, who's played by one of my favorite actors of all time, Jason Statham. He and his partner Tommy, they um, they have uh, an unlicensed boxer, Gorgeous George, and they're trying to get. They've already had one instance where things backfired with Brad Pitt. He's the Pikey. His <laughs> name's Mickey. Love it. He's a gypsy, um, and so they're coming back to him to try and make a deal to get him to go fight. They're trying to save their own their own asses because they're in trouble with a. Uh, with uh, Bricktop, the, right. the the mob guy. So they're trying to get Mickey to come do this this other fight, and they're trying to control him in some way. Right. So <clears throat> I'll let the scene play out because from that's where you need to pick up at. Okay. Okay. All right, in the head, it's fucked. What? Proper fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you got that, London. <laughs> hey, we're on. It's building in. Okay. So you got this really great beat to the music. Oh yeah, that goes well with the pacing. They slow everything down. This is like really, like this is just early two thousands soundtrack, right? Yes, there, you know? and it's got Richie on top. Oh yeah. So you got these the gypsies. They let their dog go and they're chasing after the rabbit. Right. So the bet is, does the dog? The dog. It's get a the bet, ra- right? So at the same time, you have Bricktop's guys chasing after the guys who last had the diamond trying to find them. So you, yeah, you got two things happening at yes. once here, basically, in the scene. There's a slow motion shot of the dogs chasing the rabbit, and then again, also slow motion scene of, of, of the other stuff that's going on. That guy ain't happy. Neither is that rabbit. No. <laughs> Very stylized. Oh, yes. Very stylized. There's Bricktop. I want to get my glow sticks out right now. I'm not going to lie. This I, I, I listen to this song all the time. I want to put my hoodie up. I want to get a Red Bull, and I yes. want to I want to pop a few Just glow sticks. All right. So that that's pretty much it. And, and the yeah. rabbit does get away. The rabbit alert. gets away. <laughs> the rabbit gets away. But uh, the big guy does not. Brick no, no, him. does not. Sweet. So yeah, yes. that was um, Snatch. What, so what was the name of the band, the group, uh, or the artist? I style? believe it's pronounced Mirwa, M-I-R-W-A-I-S. And the, the name of the song is Disco Science. I'm going to need to know these things because, I, like I said, I'm going to make a yes. Spotify playlist. Disco I'm going to try and get all these songs on there. Okay, moving on. My number three. Yes. Okay. Um, so there are certain there are certain groups of movie style, like, uh, I don't know how to put this. You got like your Seth Rogans, and you got like your like a lot of his movies have really great soundtracks in them. Uh, yes. You also have like your Ben Stillers tend to have good soundtracks, and then you have like your um, Will Ferrell movies. Yes, uh, who who is his longtime writing buddy? Uh, Adam McKay. Adam McKay. 
And he he is really good. He's phenomenal oh, yeah. with music and, and putting yes. them in his films. So the one of all the Will Ferrell movies that I chose, I went with the 2007 comedy Blades of Glory. Chaz Michael Michaels, one of Chaz my Michael favorite Michaels. Will Ferrell characters. Did Will you say mind bottling? <laughs> he is again super cocky. Yes, uh, tons and tons of confidence, unearned confidence. He. And and it's this like cutthroat like rock star life of competitive figure figure skating. Skate. <laughs> it's a ridiculous premise, uh, but it's like, provocative, and that's all that matters. Yes, 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 yes. And it kind of before because like the movie kind of like turns into this like the two rivals have to just team up, and and you know they have to become a figure skating duo. And all of that's hilarious. Like, and I'm not even doing the like Domo Arigato, Mister. Like, that's really funny. Yes. The the scene that like always got me, and every and when it came on, it fit. It fit the moment. It fit the character. It fit everything like a glove. And uh, it's it's the part where um, I think they're in. Oh gosh, it's it's one of like it's before they get disqualified. Okay. So it's the height. They're at the height of their powers. You got Scott Hamilton like narrating yes. like commenting on the it's 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 just great it reminds me of like dodgeball with like you know pepper yes and uh oh who was the other guy gary cole yeah gary cole uh so yeah it's, it's the, his commentary over top of it just enhances just it a makes bunch it too. better yeah so this is um this is the stroke by billy squire <laughs> I, was say, I, think I know where we're going and uh it's just the the way will ferrell acts it's it's just so phenomenal. And again, ad. An advertisement. An advertisement for... It's going to make me go cats. the whole time. It's a Geico commercial. It's a Geico commercial, guys. Switch to Geico. All right, here we go. I, I love this song anyway. This is a song that like makes its way into some movies. It was in yes. Billy Madison. But... Oh, it, it's perfect for this scene. Chaz Michael Michaels. Like, they must be playing the stroke to this scene because he's choreographing it. I love the finger guns. <laughs> the finger guns. Can't go wrong with finger guns. No. You, like, that is not figure skating. Right Crotch grab. <laughs> he's the bad boy of figure skating. Oh, wet the nips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is Will Ferrell in his prime right here, man. This part is my favorite. <laughs> yes. He humps and throws. The Hump and throw. <laughs> Sex on ice. I believe, we, do we just have a, a shot of Will uh, William Fickner? Oh, God. Yeah, you, I think so. That might be uh, for sure him. Oh, my God. I don't necessarily know if I need to go the whole way, but it's it's just Will Ferrell doing his thing for like two solid minutes. Oh, yeah. And he's, there he is, he's licking lick, a lady. He's licking. Just licking a lady. <laughs> Doing some skating, licking a lady. So good. Oh, yeah. Stockholm. You're welcome, Stockholm. <laughs> and, and, you know, there's there's uh, John... Uh, what's John that? Heater. John Hater? What happened to that guy? He was Napoleon, then he was in a couple of things, and then yeah. he just kind of disappeared. And so that's the, that's the beautiful. scene. That and is a beautiful scene. You're welcome, Stockholm. You're welcome, You're welcome Stockholm. <laughs> Instant classic. I enjoy that scene so much. It it always gets the toe a tapping. That that and that's you know that's it. 
and I was aware of this song before, but I remember like I was enjoying this movie so much. I was watching it in theaters, enjoying it. I was having a great time. But like when the song kicked in, it's like it fit. It yes. just fit. And that that's all I'm talking about. Scenes enhanced by a song. Oh yes. So anyway, that's my number three. Sorry, what's your number three? This one, um, I'm gonna do like you did with uh, Tom Cruise, and I'm gonna go ahead and get my second Jason Statham. Out okay, of the way. I thought you were gonna give us a Tom Cruise. Uh, no, I'm give <laughs> a double you, shot of Statham. He's a double shot of Statham. All right, all right. Um, because there, while there were, um, uh, there were, an, uh, because I was just watching Hobbs and Shaw again. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There were a number of scenes. Your number two, my movie? number two of 2019. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Uh, but I mean, it's just, uh, The Rock and Jason Statham together is just such a great presence. They work so well together, and um, the there's there's a lot of uh, parts of the Fast and the Furious franchise that really do well with uh, with good music. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of action because as I was, and even with this one, it was it was I was like, when we do this again, we need to do this uh, uh, with just like those killer action mo- moments. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. That could be another moments. Yes. In the moments series, I because it was like <laughs> when I was this it was like because this was one of my favorite scenes of my favorite Fast and the Furious, the seventh one, and it's The Rock and it's Jason Statham and they're busting out of prison, right? Uh, so that's all. Just, I think. just I, all the setup we need right there. Yeah, it's not a well-known song, but this song makes this scene just it's with the pacing and everything. I'm there for it, man. All right, so once again, another advertisement. Another advertisement. There you for go. Amazon. Your ass. <laughs> Like a Cherokee drum. Maybe one day we'll find out. Maybe one day we'll find out. Pretty good, Jason Statham. I love Jason Statham. All right, so they're they're out of prison now. <laughs> the door just opens. Ooh. Kurt Russell's busting him out, right? Yep. He's Mr. behind no, it. Mr. Nobody. I said no, Mr. Nobody. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> I said no, Mr. Nobody. As only The Rock could deliver yes. that line. He's like, no, you're not. You're getting out of prison now. This is an amazing scene. It's one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie. There's an impossible amount of prison guards. Oh, yes. <laughs> An ass kicking. Oh, yeah. Everything erupts. Yep. It's chaos. It's, got, it's dropping that bass. There he goes. And it's just ridiculous enough action. Yeah. That it's not unbelievable, but it's definitely not throws the gun at him. I love that. That takes a guy out. (laughs) Statham is showing the rock up so much here. And because this this is to me one of the first times you really see like because I love in uh, Hobbs and Shaw and he's like I'm I'm what you call an ice cold can of whoop ass. Right, right, right. And I'm what you call a champagne problem. They're the different finesse. Like the rock is just kicking ass. He's just brute strength. Keep waiting, bitch. Oh, just great <laughs> actiony lines. Oh, rubber bullets. Big mistake. <laughs> just throwing people. You know, it's you a just, cartoon, man. It's a, it's a comic throw book. People around. Shoots the guy in the foot. Oh, that's a total rock move oh, right yeah. there. That reminds me of. Uh, oh gosh, the what was the movie with Sean William Scott? The Rundown. The Rundown. Yeah, great yeah. Movie. That that was a possible. I yes. almost I, I almost went. With I that almost scene. went there too. Yeah. And we uh, I, we may not need to watch the whole because it is. Yeah, it's no, just, we can. It's just, it's just more ass kicking, kicking. But you, it's it's really like the beginning of yes. the scene when the song kicks in yes. and the and the doors open up and the guards come out and you just like, wow. Speaker box by Bass Nectar. 
featuring nice. Lafa Taylor. There you go. I was like, I just, I, I'm going to need you to send me. I will. Those. I will yeah. send you. <laughs> okay, moving on to yes. my number four. Yes. I guess. Okay, so. Oh my God! 2001's Training Day with Denzel Washington and um, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke won an Academy Award. Alonzo is one of the greatest characters, and along one of one of the great characters for sure. Like you know, obviously one of Denzel Washington's great characters. He did win the Oscar. Uh, so charismatic, oh, yeah. such a badass. He's like an undercover uh, narcotics, narcotics officer, officer, basically. Yeah. He's and he's he's undercover. And at some point in the movie, like, you know, Ethan Hawke's like the the cop who's trying to get into the it's department. His first day. Alonzo is just using people. Like, he, oh. you learn that he's just using his informants. Yeah. He, he's always, he, it's, he, he brings you in, but he's always, like, he's playing the chess. Yep. He's looking to set you up, and he, he of course, tries it. Yep. Uh, but the scene that, like, I loved, and, like, I'm in for this movie, like, Antoine, F- uh, Fuqua, Antoine Fuqua, he's another one of those guys. Yeah. He's just really stylistic. And he and Denzel have done some great movies. They really have. They yeah. really have. Like, well, they did the... The Equalizer. The Equalizer, and then, what was the Western? I think that uh, was one Magnificent of Seven. Yep. And... Uh, there was another. Well, that was an Ethan uh, Hawk one too. So Antoine Fisher did he? I think he did. <laughs> he might have. I don't know. I that so. wasn't quite as badass. No, not quite. But it was a great role for Denzel Washington. But you're like you're in this world. You're not really. You don't. You're not in on Denzel being a bad guy. Yeah. You're just used to him being like just so good. He's yeah. just always a good character. You know. He's he's always a badass getting stuff done. But you expect him. He's always the lawyer. Yeah. He's you know he's he's the people's person and you, he's Dudley the Angel from. Uh, the the uh, the preacher's wife. Okay, he's just a good, sweet. guy. I thought you were going to talk about that Bob Hoskins movie where uh, he dies and his heart goes into Bob Hoskins. Yes, <laughs> you know what the movie I'm talking I about. Which, yeah, <laughs> I like that movie. I forget it's good, what it's yeah. called. Uh, total total late eighties, early nineties yes. movie. Um, before Denzel was Denzel. Yes. But no, so th- this is the scene where um, they're they're getting into the his car. He sees his car for the first time, and it's this like pimped out Monte Carlo. Yes. Like amazing seventy nine Monte Carlo. Like he has he has a he has to play the part. He has to look the part. Yeah. He's walking around in like this leather coat. He's got like the beanie cap thing on, yep. and he's and he's driving around in this like Monte Carlo. It's got the you, hydraulics. You buy him as somebody that's part of the drug world. But I mean, all of it. I was there for all of it, and then this song kicked in, and it just plays underneath the the the, the dialogue. We gotta get. We got a Conan advertisement. <laughs> Love you, Conan. Just, it's a clip from Conan O'Brien. This is a great, great movie. It, it's it's been a minute since I've seen it too. So there's the car. Jesus Christ! Look at that thing. It's a beautiful automobile. Yeah, it is. All black. Ethan Hawke is like, wow. Get in, it's unlocked. <laughs> He's so cool, man. Denzel Washington is so cool. He's just got, like the definition of swagger. He really is. Not from the motor pool. No, it's not. Sexy though, isn't it? So where's the office back at Division? In the office, baby. It's Dre. <laughs> Still DRE. Oh my god, I love it, dude. He's showing off the car. And that's just like one of the great intros of any song. And it just it fits the movie. It perfectly. fits the scene. 
I love like the angles like you have here the car like you got like the hood the hood like that is a great shot that is a great shot they're just cruising down the street and he's giving them like this is his training days hence the movie title and and it just continues to play underneath it it's it's wonderful I love it it gets me pumped and I, I know I'm on a ride with these guys oh yeah so Alonzo is the real deal and uh, I they could have put a lot of songs and oh, maybe yeah. made that scene work, but that one just fit. That one nailed that it. That one fit. In 2001, that fit big time. So anyways, that's my number four, man. What's your number five? Or your number four. Let's see here. Still Dre. We have different lists, I've noticed. <laughs> yes, we do. We have, this, that's great. That's great. I like the diversity. This one, because <clears throat> there's... Um, you know, I did I did Deadpool, so I've, mm-hmm. I've got a comic book movie. And it was one of those, like, you know, because there's, I mean, there's a lot of great music in all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I really, I wanted Ooh. to, I wanted to kind of try oh, to yeah. stay away from that. if Because it was like, because Guardians, it was so, um, so music heavy and it was mm-hmm. done so well. It's like, there's so many different places where, right. like, it was because I was thinking about, like, in uh, volume two, mm-hmm. when you have that confrontation between Kurt Russell and Chris Pratt. Um, and uh, I think it was a cheap trick. It was the cheap trick song. Um, uh, oh, the break the chains. Song yeah, or whatever? that's a great scene. The, right? But there was, I mean, so many, so many great moments. I love that moment though. Yeah, and, and it was funny. I don't remember why this one. This one just popped in my head because mm-hmm. um, I, I almost picked a different song from this movie. There, because and there's a number of songs. Yeah. The because um, I was at first I was leaning towards um, the uh, the scared of the dark. When Peter Parker dies, because that's a really emotional part of yeah. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Right, right. But that moment when Miles really embraces, because mm-hmm. he's so hesitant throughout the movie, and he just embraces everything that is, because uh, I even titled this when I was making my list, A Leap of Faith. Yeah, oh, yep, <clears throat> yep. And so that's it. This and is that his, was this, that was like the trailer for the movie. Too. Yeah. Like, remember, like the trailer came out so long before yep. it came out, and you had that imagery of the Leap of Faith. Yes. And uh, yeah, you're right. This is This is like... One of the themes in the in the Spider Verse movie was, and we're talking about Spider Man into the Spider Verse, yes. in case you didn't know. Um, one of the themes is like all of these Spider Men in their in their universes, uh, they have their own story of becoming yes. Spider Man, and this this is like right after he has like we learn what his story is. Yes, and his unique thing that pushes him to be Spider-Man. And there's so many, so many of the musical elements because, because, and that was one of the things that I loved about the movie as a whole. It was, it was just so different from everything else Marvel had really done to this point. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, for miles and the world he and lived Sony, in. Sony, well done. Oh, they nailed Sony it. animation. Oh, they nailed it. Yeah. And that's, this, this one won out for me because the visuals are so awesome in this particular scene in the movie all right let's get into it shall we? yeah let's just jump into it. it's such a good song my kids love this song they would insist on playing me playing this song in the car for like months what up danger yep i'm big on the good beat yeah you are i noticed that there's a uh, Lily. Is it Lily Tomlin? Lily Tomlin. Yeah, took you long enough, right? <laughs> and the visuals. It's the May of this universe. It's amazing. There's Dad. Yeah. The Spider-Man suits and his mom. You're the best of all. And his uncle Mahershala Ali. This is the scene to get. This is the tingle scene right here. You won't. 
can't stop me now. <laughs> This scene is so beautifully done. That's why I was like, this is... I want a wallpaper of this. <laughs> and I mean, just... That's, that, that's that classic. Picture, I love that. It appears like he's going up. And you get the uh, the comic booky parts of this, which was in mm-hmm. all those different panels. That worked, whereas, like, remember when Ang Lee tried to do that in, in Hulk? the Hulk? It didn't. No, this worked. This nailed it. That's great. Look at that. I mean, mean just the speed, the back and forth with the speed, and just the... Running down the street, hanging onto the web. He's getting the hang of it. The visceral nature of the city, and that he's, like, spray paint the suit. Everything is so colorful. Yes. Like, it's glowing. The scene is glowing. I, I really do enjoy like the the, the wording, like yes. the comic style. Yeah, and he just uh, lands there. Yep, it's the superhero pose. It, it and and he gets that little smirk right at the end. You're like, yeah. oh, that's good and stuff, it's, man. It's just such a perfect scene. Uh, the one scene that like I nearly put on there, and I, I'm just—I think I'm just a sucker for the song in general—is the Notorious B.I.G. hypnotized yes. when he's going to see his uncle. Yep, I really like that scene a lot. Okay, so that—that's a good one to put on the playlist for sure. Yes. Okay, moving on. My next film. Uh, we're getting through these. So I've noticed that there are some bands that just tend to make it into movie soundtracks a lot. Yes. Certain bands and certain songs just get reused and reused and reused. And my next pick is, uh, and, and this song, I almost picked this song also for Deadpool 2. Nice. Jumping out of the back of the plane. I'm talking about Thunderstruck. Great song. We, yes. Uh, one of, maybe my favorite ACDC song. It, it works fine. so well cinematically. Yes. It always plays to like, you're building up to something. Yes. And uh, it, this came out in 1990. I didn't know that this was like that late of a song for ACDC. But I went with this one instead. I went with the the, the football flick, Varsity Blues. From I ni- don't want your life. <laughs> from 1999. Great Again, movie. a movie, tons and tons of music in the movie. Yes. But I, I just, I love the depiction of high school football they show because it's right after they they have the all-night bender yes. where they go to the strip club and they see Miss Davis, <laughs> and they're just having a great time. And, you know, Coach John Voight, he's such an asshole in this movie. And, you know, they're trying to just show him up, kind of, really. Yes. So they, they just get drunk. Like, yes. Hammered drunk. And they're in a small town in Texas, and they're football stars, so, like, they just get whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, you know, like they're teaching, their teacher's a stripper and they're like playing hot for teacher. Could have went with that. Yes. Could have gone with that. That's a great song. I like, and I like the scene. Um, but it's, it's the scene directly after, cause it's, it's in slow-mo and you see some vicious hits in this yes. montage. Um, it's unbelievable. Like you don't see hits like this in the NFL and it, it's so exaggerated and fantastic. But I'm going to go ahead and play the scene right here. I think that liquor's still in my system. There's Billy Bob, RIP. I keep seeing Miss Davis' fat ass in my face. <laughs> I love Sean, like, what was it, Sean Conn? Scott Conn. Yeah. Scott Conn. I loved him in this time period. All right, 495, curl on one. <laughs> that accent. <laughs> James Vanderbeek, I don't want your life. <laughs> love this so much, dude. I, 
If this song doesn't get you pumped up for anything, oh, if there was oh. a if there was a montage of like brushing teeth and this came on, I would be like, fucking a, dude. <laughs> what was what was Vanderbeek's character's name? Uh, Moxon. Moxon. The Mox. Look. No, nothing too gratuitous just yet. They're so hungover. <laughs> They're just like sweating, like it's oh. flop sweat. Like, why would you do this? This hit right here. Boom! Oh my Boom. god! <laughs> Love it. He's the running back guy where they like try to like inject his knee. He just gets destroyed. <laughs> oh my god! His helmet comes off. There he is. Oh, destroyed. And, and like the sound effects are just like just adds to God it. Boy, throws the clipboard. <laughs> this song just makes scenes fun, really. And I, I, I feel like I just had to go with it. I love I love sports movies. You put a good song in a sports movie too, it's just extra. Just everybody's getting knocked off their ass. Mox takes the hit. <laughs> Your quarterback goes running after the guy. No, it's a bad idea. That is never a good idea. And you see that, like, they'll throw a pick and they go running after the No, just let it go. Oh, I love that scene where he's just, just devastated. <laughs> Some pretty good acting right there, man. Boom. Oh, it's just like bombs exploding. All right, so that's that's the movie that is, I went with. That is a great one. Varsity Blues, Thunderstruck. That is a solid. That's my fifth pick, yo. All right, great movie. You should, I, I feel like I should watch that again. This has been a little while. This this is this is kind of fortuitous. Okay, because my my next pick is uh, also a sports movie. Oh, nice, nice. So that, that worked out pretty well. That's how we do it, man. This this is a, uh, we did not plan that. No, we didn't. This um, this is one of my favorite scenes from the movie. There, this is another movie that is just packed with great because there were there were a couple different moments that I thought about using. But this this one's this one's my favorite, and um, it's from the Sandlot, and because um, there's um, uh, Green Onions plays when the kids are riding up from like the the real baseball team, um, uh, Booker T and the MGs. Um, there's when they're at the the fair and Tequila's playing when they're all throwing up. <laughs> Another great iconic <laughs> scene. <laughs> but yeah. every every year, I I think I post this on Facebook every year on Fourth of July because this I love this scene. It's like when he's talking about this is our one night game, and it's Ray Charles America the Beautiful. All right, let's play it. No ad. No ad. Nice. And just like the whole that everything starts with that. You got him in the background. Mm. Come on, get your glove and come on. Stay it is a perfect song for us. I love '60s baseball stories. Well, and this, like, this was this was summertime when we were kids. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody yeah. was out. Block parties. Block parties. There's picnic food tables. Everywhere, firecrackers. Yep. The kids are all gonna go play. We, baseball. we have them here in our neighborhood, like n- not picnic tables and stuff, but the fire pits. See, that's I dig that. Absolutely. Giving us just enough light for a Hamilton game. Porter, <laughs> just Hamilton. running from like place to place, grabbing a plate on the way out to the ball field. God, man, I'm hungry now. Look at all this food. Look at all those fireworks, dude. We all knew he was going to go on to bigger and better games because every time we stopped to watch the sky on those nights, like regular kids, 
he was there to call us back. There is some good song choices oh, in this movie, too. It was, I mean, just a great soundtrack. But so many things that just hit so well. I was like, this one. It's like you get the kids where they're playing baseball nights, their night game, but they just they stop and they're just like watching the, the fireworks. They're like, such a kid. Like, because they are yep, like, it's the night game. They don't want to go home. No. Give and it was okay in this at this time oh, yeah. still. You know, you, you could, could do your that. kids could just disappear and, and play baseball at, yeah. in the, at the sandlot. For me, it was like kickball and wiffle ball in a cul-de-sac. Yep. Like that's what we did. I just want you see. I just love the reflection of the lights on their faces and the wonder. It's like everything about this whole scene. I'm just like that was growing up. Yeah. Just a soulful song, dude. And yeah, Ray Charles just nails it, right? Because you got that as the backdrop, and I feel like it just like takes the scene. Yeah, the scene right now, if if you're listening, it's just like each kid is just like eyes wide open in awe of the fireworks. Just and they fireworks. Just, just like they realize what a wonderful, like what what a special moment yes. they're in right now. <laughs> and we're we're of that age now where it's like, oh, kids today, they're always on their screens. Yeah. And they're, they just don't have an appreciation of fireworks. And, but I'm here to tell you, they, they do. They still appreciate they do. it. They, they get out and they ride their bikes and they... they See, you know, that's... And that's what it, that was all about. It's still alive. My kids love the Sandlot. It's still alive. And it I is. know that's one of your favorite films. Oh, I love it. And uh, I, I can definitely appreciate that scene. So, yeah, that is my number five. We are on the lower half now. Right? That's right. We're on the we number we're on six. The back end of this bad boy. The back nine. Okay. The movies. back nine. Exactly. So, my next film. Uh, well, okay. So, this, this is when I started coming of age. To, I'm going to movies on on my own. I'm getting dropped off the theater, and I'm and I'm the cinematic experience is really it's blossoming for me really right around this time. And uh, this movie was a summertime movie. You know, it's something special about summertime in the movies anyway. Uh, but it's a highly anticipated movie. Uh, one of my favorite all time action movies from 1991. T2 Judgment Day. Oh, great flick. And this scene is is great, and I love this scene because your your expectations like were subverted a little bit. Like you didn't really know that Arnold Schwarzenegger was to be the good guy in this. Yeah, you're getting a new, faster, better T one thousand, and he's you know Arnold is being sent, and they they play it perfectly. Like oh, yeah. there's the scene where like Eddie Furlong is running from you know, the T-800 Arnold and uh, yep. it's in slow motion. They're in an arcade and you're not quite, he's, he's there to protect him and he grabs him and all that. But, but the scene that like the scene that made me know that made me realize I was in for a different movie experience and I was on board for the ride and it was a roller coaster the entire time. The scene that like made me realize I was in for something a little different than the 1984 Terminator, which was just a stalker movie. Yes. You know, it was just horror. Great flick, but... Great movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger, not a lot of nuance in his performance. And it's just, he's stalking them like Mike Myers throughout the whole movie. So he he appears, you know, we're we're a good 20 to 30 minutes into, like maybe 20 minutes or so into the film. Uh, All the setup has happened. Um T T eight hundred, you know, it, it just arrives and it's near a bar, and he goes into the bar and he's nude. Of course, all of the Terminator movies, like when they, they time travel, they're nude. They can't send clothes back. They can't back. send clothes back. For, they have all the technology, but they can't send clothes. Robots back. and fake skin totally can do it. And he wanders into this bar of bikers, and you know, usually what they typically end up doing is they're looking for 
clothes. They're like trying to, you know, they don't want to stand out. They're programming. One of the first things they do, get some clothes, assimilate. blend in, assimilate. So he, you know, he walks into the, the, the country redneck, like the, the biker bar or whatever. Yes. And, you know, they, of course, you know, like they're toughs, you know, so they, they, they like put the cigar out on his chest and he doesn't flinch and budge. And I'm like, holy shit, this is tense. And he just begins, he just starts kicking the shit out of the bar, basically. And uh, at the end of it, and he's still nude the whole time. You know, he like throws this guy onto a grill and he's all fucked up. And he's like, I need, you know, he, he delivers the line. Like, I need your boots, your, your, your pants, your shirt, your, and your motorcycle or whatever. And he tosses in the keys and you get this fantastic scene right here. I think this is the best use of this song. I think so too. In the movie. And it's been used a bunch. Yes. A whole, whole lot. But this is the, the best. I, I agree. Take it. I was not, you're just not expecting this. This is to let you know something fun's about to happen. You know, he is fucking badass. He is. He's just, he's got the leather jacket. You got that, and I like that, that, that stoic performance. The boots come out, and you get that pan of yes. the entirety of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Revs up the motorcycle. I love the sound of that shotgun. When it's so great. Get off before I put you down. I loved Arnold Schwarzenegger's portrayal of the T, the Terminator. This is the best. Yes. The way he plays him in this. So much better than the original movie. George Thorogood and the Destroyers, man. Because <laughs> right about the same time, um, you got Problem Child using yes, the same song. Yes, exactly. Very different. Right feel. around this time, 90, Very 90, different feel. <laughs> very different. But but you're it's there's humor here. Like he picks the sunglasses, yes. he t- takes them out of the guy. He doesn't kill that guy. He's scratching his head like, what the fuck? Well, and that was that was really an elevation of the character yeah. from the first to the second installment anyways was there was that you know the So good. No problemo. Right, right. Um hostile it, it escalated quite you, a bit. You had those moments where like he, He's the cold blooded killing machine yes, when he arrives. But he was played up for some humorous moments that right. hit really well because it was right. that you know, I should be laughing at this guy, but that was a really like he takes this the, the sunglasses like that was just a really great little touch there. And they 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 didn't they they had I mean that's like the pinnacle scene. That is like they they've parodied that scene in future terminators like they had the same scene in 3. Remember yes. when he goes into a bar and he he gets the like the Elton John glasses, you know, and he yes. puts them on. It's like the same scene but it just doesn't work. No. This was now. This really was Arnold Schwarzenegger at the height of his powers. Like he he was the movie star. This movie was the biggest hit. And he didn't even make a movie for like a couple years after yeah. this. Like Last Action Hero was like, what? What's he gonna do now after T two? Like, what's he gonna do? And then Last Action Hero came, and I actually like that movie. I think it's an underrated movie. But oh, following T two, it's just yeah. like it wasn't. It wasn't T two. T two, like it just kind of. It, I feel like it just reigned supreme, like for the longest time. It like, really did. Even after it wasn't in theaters, like people were talking about it. Like that was just like the and everyone. I think ever since everyone has just been terrified of Robert Patrick. Like everyone just like this guy, like I'm pretty sure Robert Patrick is made of metal, yeah, and he's gonna stab me through my face right. if I see him. <laughs> you can't help. Like that's gonna. It, it is funny too to like he's like older now, yeah, and he you know he's he's a little heavier and stuff, and he just looks older. But you're, you know, like you're right, he still looks like he could just he's destroy got that you. Same just stare, just that 
Well, you're like, ah, oh, don't kill me. Right. All right. Yeah. So uh, T2, That's uh, that was my number uh, five. Six. 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 Wow, okay. So now we're moving on to you. My number six. And uh, this one. <clears throat> Are you enjoying this topic? Is oh, it? I'm is it, it. Yeah, I'm having I'm a good loving time. It. I like I'm this. Loving it. I, I have so many. Like I had to cut cut it off at ten. The and it was one of those. I'm like, I was. I sat there and thought to myself at one point. I was like, maybe I should bring a couple extra. Just it was like, there's no way in the pantheon of all movies that Ron and I would have. A, I mean, I have a million. Yes. Just but so like yeah. <laughs> but I was like, okay, this. Um, I, and I, what would be the odds? Now we have overlapped on a movie or two. We have. I feel like yeah, we, so. we came close on a couple. Came close. Came close. Um, this this next one, I'm fairly confident this will not overlap with any of yours. Okay. Um, this because I was I was trying to organize these in some kind of fashion so that there was a flow to them. Because um, uh, let's see, seven and eight on my list will be a little bit of a turn. Nine comes back to some fun, and then a ten I think, closes ironically. Okay, but, but this one <laughs> I love ironic closes. Um, this this one um, this is one of the first ones that jumped out to me too. Just it, I loved what I, when I was doing this because I was like, okay, how do I like when we have different themes? I can usually kind of start with a range of movies. Yeah, and this one because I was like, okay, there's music. Mm. Well, every movie has music. How right. do, I mean, how do I start really accumulating like putting my list together? And so many of these just popped in my head, and it was mm-hmm. just it was fun when it happened. That's it's, why I wanted to do it. I, that's yeah. what I was hoping would happen. So many of these, and I was talking. He was like, "I don't want this to be like Bohemian Rhapsody." Yes, you know, I want this to be unique to us, and that, a little bit in doing because uh, one of the other things, and admittedly, my last one, the, the irony. I'll go ahead and spoil a little bit of the irony. The irony is my last song is an intro to a movie. Because okay. that, was, that was one of the other ones I tried to kind of steer clear of was intros and kind of like closing scenes are, especially soundtrack-wise, are big too. Yeah. Whereas like in a similar way, like like uh, theme songs or a lot of those that are like, because there was a part where it was like, oh, Back to the Future is such an iconic song. But it's like, yes. but the song itself is really, it was meant to be I- iconic. It didn't elevate the scene because it was meant to be that great of a right. scene to begin. Uh, so, there, now there was a song... If I wouldn't mind spoiling, like, yeah. hopefully it's not on your list. No. Didn't make my list, but I think it's similar to what you're saying. The Goonies are good enough. Yes. I love that scene. Yes. And I love that song, but it's made for Goonies. It is. It's called Goonies are good enough. Yeah. So it kind of, I disqualified it. Because I I thought about it because I was ta- talking to some people like, oh, like, Goonies are good enough. I was like, that's a really great song. Yeah. I really and I like that of part of the movie. It's great, but you know, it is. They're getting like, on the bikes and they're riding off. But it's, it's. it's Kind of a cheat. It was like it was made to be that way. <laughs> right. So it's like this is supposed to be like scenes in movies where like this scene would be great, but it's even better because of this music. Right, right. Um, and so this I mean, I love this song. This this to me is one of the like a great eighties dance song to begin with. All right. And this um this comes from Love Actually. Um, I still have not seen that movie. It's it's this is great, and this is one of my favorite scenes in it because it's a Hugh Grant scene. Uh, I just I just sent it. To, oh, it's still sending. Okay. Um, Keep setting it up. <laughs> but um, it's it's just kind of this one. He's he's the he's the new prime minister. He's young. He's unmarried, um, and so he's um, and, and he's Hugh Grant. I mean, everybody everybody loves Hugh Grant. Charming. And so he um, he's the prime minister. So there's a part of like he's you know supposed to be all prim and proper and serious, and then you have this moment where you kind of get a more relaxed. <laughs> Hugh I like Grant. the title of the clip. Uh, yes, so that's all. That's all the setup. You can play it. The scene's called the Dancing Prime Minister. Is that no it's commercial? Almost enough to make you feel patriotic, 
So here's one for our ass kicking prime minister. Oh. I think he'll enjoy this. A it's a British humor. For a golden oldie. Is this the Pointer Sisters? It is. Okay. <laughs> Jump for my love. Yes. Just a great 80s dance song. It is. Absolutely. You kind of can't help but want to move to it. No, no. And you, you would be forgiven. You would be. And there he goes. And he, he can't help he it either. He's a white guy shaking his ass right now hard. And we get the build to the. Yep. And here he comes. <laughs> nice smash cut there. Of the, oh, uh, yes. That's pretty good. He's dancing around wherever the problem is. That was a Scooby Doo gag right there where he was moving in the hallway, like between rooms. He's getting into it. He loves it. It's super goofy. It's a dad dance. And then, oh, wait a minute. Now, I'm impressed they didn't do the record scratch right there. Like, they. Yes. And he's, he just he tries to play it off. He's like, oh, yes. can we move that meeting to four o'clock tomorrow? And she's like, That was yes. good. That was good. That's I like that. Just a fun little one off. Your character's like, cutting loose. You know, oh, they're kind of I like when they when when a song kind of breaks the fourth wall a little yes. bit. Like because he's listening to it on the radio, but yes. then like it does, it swells, and now it, it's suddenly it's part of the soundtrack. And he and because and the the whole movie is all of these scenes of different kinds of relationships at different points in the relationship and his is a his is a fun story to follow and see how it overlaps and intersects with other characters right so he and he's hugh grant i love hugh grant he was he got super annoying for me for a little while but i mean he's hugh grant i mean he's in he's just a lovable guy he really is he's just charming unless this is the one word to describe hugh grant Number seven? Seven. Number seven. seven. Okay. So I, I love um now the my my song comes from the 2015 movie Vacation. Uh Ed Helms and Christina Applegate. So Ed, Ed Helms is like the grown up Rusty. Rusty. And uh I, I this movie, I don't I don't understand it. I think more people like Vegas Vacation than they yeah. like this movie. Like it really got shit on. And Vegas Vacation was not good. No, not really. You know, the first three vacation movies, classics. Yes. I agree. Oh, they're all great. Does this deserve to be in there? I think so. Because it's really funny. Like, it, there's some really funny performances. You got some good cameo by uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yes. <laughs> Plays the hung um, uh, <laughs> brother-in-law, I guess. Yeah, because he's, uh, well, what's her face? Is Aubrey, Aubrey is, Aubrey's, um, yeah. and she's hilarious. Oh, yeah. I love her. I think she's Leslie. Great. Leslie Mann. Man. Yeah. I think Leslie Mann. Anyways, so the movie, so he's trying to get, it's just like, it's kind of an homage to the first vacation movie. They're going across country to get to a theme park. It's not Wally World, I don't think, this time, but they, they want to ride this roller coaster. Like, that's yeah. that's the goal. Like, they they need to get to their destination. I think it's in California. It's cross country. Yeah. It's cross country. It's, it's just like vacation, just modernized. And uh, there's an early scene when... Um, you know, just like in the original vacation, the kids aren't really having it. They were supposed to go, I think, on a Hawaiian trip or something originally, yeah. but it got nixed for this. And um, it is, it's a really heartwarming movie. Like, it's, it's good stuff and just, like, authentically hilarious. And so, like, he's trying to get the family involved. And, like, you know, Ed Helms is he's, – he's basically playing the office character – Andy Bernard. Andy Bernard a lot. You know, he's got the acapella yes. stuff. And he, he tries he plays singing. plays to his strengths. He's playing to his strengths big time. And he's trying to get the family 
like jazzed about the vacation yes. he starts doing the kiss from a rose from seal and there none of them are having it and he's like doing he's like he's like na 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 he's like you know like whatever they're i can't think of the kid's name but he's like trying to get him to do it you know like and he just keeps singing the song and he's just like hopelessly like trying to get everybody jazzed so you know they go through hell they make it to the the theme park and they they actually get to the roller coaster and then you get this really i thought was a really sweet scene this is the climax, and I love this. They've, they've made it to the recluster. They're, they're building up to this thing. It's so good. And this is an awesome song. I love this song. It's one of the best parts about Batman Forever. Exactly. And he can't help himself. <laughs> so they're doing it because the, they feel bad. He's back. But all I like is like the, it's climaxing. They're getting to the top of the coaster. But then like the real song kicks in, similar to your song from yes. before. Loved it. <laughs> so good. So now I can't ride a roller coaster without wanting to do this. This is the this is the <laughs> this is the side effect of this scene. And then of course Stop. Because it can't be a Griswold moment and like things just have to go the horribly Griswolds wrong. Griswolds are notorious. <laughs> so that's pretty much the end of the musical scene. But uh, I, I really enjoy that because I love the I love the song. I love how like it's sort of ironic how yes. it begins. Uh, and that's the second appearance. And even in the trailer, they played that song yeah. to get, you know, it's like, oh, this looks really funny. Like, I'm yeah. excited to see this new vacation movie. Anyways, that's my number seven. All right. This is where um, my next two are, the tone-wise, tonally, are a little different. Okay. Um, uh, they... Are you hijacking this thing? Is this they... going to bring the playlist down? It's um, it's it's a, like it's a song. Okay, I, right. I love this movie, and this song plays a couple of times in the movie, um, and and really when when you pull it up, you could probably I think you could skip to where there's like a minute left because there's I think there's a couple minutes of buildup that we just don't need. It's Zodi- It's from the movie Zodiac, right? And this is this is uh, towards the beginning of the film. It's Darlene Farron and Mike Bajot, and it's the first time that the Zodiac hits. And the song is Hurdy Gurdy Man by Donovan. And it's just such a creepy song. Yeah. But it like it makes it that much more like because I can't listen to the song without being I think I don't know if anybody can without being creeped out in general. Right, right, right. right. But like it just it made this scene that much better. I don't you probably like me. Like when we when we go into a topic, we'll do a little bit of research. Yeah. Checklists. Th- this is actually one that makes a lot of lists. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, I don't know if you saw that too, but yeah, this this is a popular one. Uh, okay, I'm gonna skip. Yeah, you can skip to where there's like I think about a minute left because it's right like when yeah he's pulling up. So he's coming back. Mike Mojo thinks it's just a cop, right? <clears throat> but it's not. You guys know about the Zodiac. This is a fantastic yeah, you movie. Really us out. And you just have this. Yeah. They're getting assassinated, basically yes. murdered right He's here. He's shooting just a couple of kids on Lover's Lane. Yep. And you've got just this guitar riff from Hurry oh, yeah. Gurdy Man. It, it swells like oh. a lot of these songs. It's really good. 
and the lyrics and the way they sing it just so it's just such a creepy song and it, they revisit the song a couple times throughout the movie yeah you're right they do at the end don't they yes yeah and when and because when mike Mojo comes back at the end to um identify um arthur lee allen's picture that's this the song is playing when he meets him in the airport so they come back to that same song david fincher man great i highly recommend that movie i've watched that movie i don't know how many times agree and it's fantastic all right yeah so that that is a a little bit of a downer. A little, little different tone, but... But, but fantastic example yes. of what I was going for here. Yeah, again, you'll have to send me the hurdy-gurdy, like who all, the the band and all that stuff. Donovan, D-O-N-O-V-A-N. Booyah. Dynavite. Right. Okay, so next for me is... Okay, again, uh, I'd mentioned Will Ferrell movies. Uh, a lot of, like, in his heyday, there, there was a stretch of movies... Uh, from old school to, um, you know, Talladega Nights. Oh, they're just filled to the brim with great music. Uh, th- this one's actually from a later Will Ferrell movie. And I love it when he's teamed up with um, uh, Marky Mark. <laughs> when he's with Mark Wahlberg, and they've, they've done like three or four movies together now. Yes. They, they're, a great, they're a great team. <clears throat> and Mark Wahlberg is actually a fantastic... He's a good buddy comedian. Like you, you put him with a lot of people, and he's gonna he's gonna bring a, he's gonna do some hilarious stuff. I watched the other guys the other night, and I love that. Movie. It is a really underrated it's movie. Always funny. <clears throat> and the scene that I decided to pick, so like you know they're 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 like a very unlikely pair. Um, Will Ferrell is kind of the button buttoned up uh, yes. conservative. Uh, you know he. What, what was the the little band the the <laughs> he kept trying to put the CD in in his little compact car? Yes, I the can't Prius. Re- yeah, the Prius. But he's like, he, you know, he's so he's just that guy. And you know, Mark Wahlberg is a, he's always Mark Wahlberg for the most part. And so like they they just became buddies. Yes, and they're gonna bond, and they're gonna bond at a bar. And like one of the biggest songs at the time was the uh, "I'm a Bee" from the yeah. Black Eyed Peas. The interesting thing about uh, the song is a great song. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like one of those songs that got played out pretty hard, yes. but it's been ten years, so like I'm into it again. You can come back around. You can too. come back around to it a little bit. But what like what I loved about this scene was the effect of how they because like it's still like yes, you know you're you're seeing the events of the night in the bar unfold by diorama basically. Yeah. It's a really interesting effect. There's a camera progression. But all of the events that are happening are freeze frame. frozen. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a freeze frame, and it's like the start of the night, and then by the end, it's like <laughs> you know Mark Wahlberg is like holding up his badge while Will Ferrell's pissing off a yes. pool table. Like, so it it's a really it's a quick scene, but it's great. It's tidy, uh, but it's a, it's really good. So here's the scene right here. I don't know where I'm gonna sleep tonight. Gator, Gator, get this cat. Jack of all trades. Turns on me. Come on. His story is so great. No, 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 no. I'm talking about doing some serious drinking. Drinking with Terry Voigt. I love it. Just the beer is just spilling out. The visuals of it are really pleasing. Yes. I don't know how they did it. It's great. It, it's like a Viewmaster, you know. Yeah. It, I, I don't even know. It's like it's very 3D. And the 3D effect is even cooler. Like right there. Look at that. I mean, that's crazy. And, and I think he's too, firing the gun with a like a prostitute. I'm assuming it looks on like his it. Seems like that would be the a case. sex worker. 
once again, firing up the gun, turning up the bottle. He's calling the cops for sure. There's a priest. There's a rabbi, a father of some kind. <laughs> and <laughs> I love it. And that's pretty much it. I, it's a quick scene, but it just kind of like, it's the debauchery of the whole night. Well, and I think I think that's one of the, because a lot of people just kind of like write off Will Ferrell like he's a one note. You know, comedians like, oh, it's Will Ferrell. You either love him or you hate him. But I, like, scene, scenes like that, and then really that whole movie. Yeah. Because even, I mean, you got Sam Jackson and The Rock in that movie. Right, right. Um, and you've got- the hero cops. Um, Damon Wayans Jr. and uh, Rob Riggle. Yes. As an, the rivals. Yeah, the rivals. They're, they're, they're trying to step into the spotlight. Eva Mendes as, as his wife. His ugly, homely wife that he treats like shit. <laughs> That's just so... And, and Mark Wahlberg's just like, you're a nice lady. Like, he's <laughs> just dumbfounded. He's gobsmacked like, by how beautiful I, she is. I don't think Terry heard me. Good night, Terry. <laughs> he's just like overtly flirting. Uh, it's uh, everything, but like, and, but she's not into him. No, it's and, so funny. And like Adam McKay is a—he's a genuinely gifted director. I mean, yeah. when you see, I mean, like Vice was up for uh, Academy Award. It's like the guy knows excellent. what he's doing. It was excellent. So he's a gifted director, and that's and the the big uh, what was it? The big uh, uh, short, the big short, the big short. So it's like the guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. I, that, it bugs me when people kind of like downplay. It's like oh, it was a Will Ferrell movie. Like, I would argue that like him not being doing Will Ferrell's movie is hurting Will Ferrell's career a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah, the two of them together are by far a way better dynamic. You think we'll ever see him together again? Or is that I, is that I just know. done? I hope so because I know he was uh, Will Ferrell. Uh, he just had that movie down downhill that came out. On Valentine's and Julie Dreyfus, yeah. and it didn't do well. Yeah, that's what I And heard. before that, he had Holmes uh, and Watson, which didn't do well. Not good. It was um, not good. Big I, disappointment. So it, it is. I mean, I'm a true blue Will Ferrell oh, fan. I know you are. Yeah. And it was it was hard. Like, oh, this is not a great movie. But uh, I, I still love me some Will Ferrell and yeah. other guys. Classic. Good good flick. All right. All right. I got, this is one more. It's it's a little bit of uh it's it's a really great song and it's mm-hmm. a really great montage and this is another one because when i was doing a little bit of looking around um because i was like okay trying to get kind of like some juice flowing as far as like montages okay um, gotta have a montage because uh, i was i watched the team america video a number of times montage. oh my god is that in this is that what you're gonna no, go with? No. oh god <laughs> i thought i thought about that's kind of made for the movie I, but it was it was like yeah. okay that was the other thing is like i, I do to, love that i wanted to stay away from musicals because like right, okay right. It's like there's so many great moments from the the greatest showman, but it's like yeah, but they all that was written for the greatest showman. True. So, I'm glad we were on the same page yeah. as the caveats. We didn't really discuss caveats. We, we're just in sync like that. Oh yes. So yes. this, and we don't have to let the whole song play because I think it's right. like three minutes. But it's like just the visuals of this because this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, me too. Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko. Uh, uh, so Richard Kelly. Yeah, Richard Kelly directed it. He he has a way with music. He does, yeah. He's another one, and he and Kevin Smith are uh, they're insane. And one of the um, the commentaries he, for yeah, Donnie he's Darko, on a commentary track. And Kevin right. Smith, and it's on, really interesting. Yeah, and they had some overlap on the Southland Tales. Richard Kelly directed that, and Kevin. Smith I almost was a part picked of that. a Southland Tales mo- moment. That's an underrated movie. I feel like it's weird. Like I I I can't necessarily defend it. Maybe I need to go back and watch. it I need again, to watch it again. But yeah, it's it's, it, it's a visually interesting movie. Yes. And uh, it, again, big cast too. Oh, huge cast. Huge cast. That's another one of those. Like it's I I almost liken it to Dogma because yeah. it was something that 
it was the follow-up to Donnie Darko. It was like, yeah. what, when's this movie coming out? Southland Tales. People wanted to be in it. Yep. Very similar to Dogma, and it just, nobody really appreciated it. Yeah. Because it was, it was weird. It was different. It Richard was, Kelly's a different guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this is, this is the big payoff right here. The end of the movie. Yep. I guess we'll just play. You're, you're going to know. Here we go. This is it. <laughs> and you just, it pans through all of the characters. Yep. And like their vignettes of, you know, you Ooh, get some good. You get some background information and different stuff. You see, like, Frank designing the costume and drawings. You know, Sharita and her little world. Mm-hmm. All, all these, it's closing out the movie, and it's bringing all these characters' lives kind of to this completion. Yeah. It's great. It. I love the vignette. That's that's a great way to put it, for sure. Um, I, if I may piggyback on your pick just a little bit. Yes. The... the Head Over Hill song was nearly on my list. If, if, if we're going to do another version, I like, yes. probably would make oh, it. But, yeah. but I think it's on a lot of people's lists. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's so expertly like timed. Yes. The way that it syncs with the music. Yep. Really enhances the scene. But I mean, th- this is just an awesome song. Just a huge hit that year. And when you think of Donnie Darko, you think of this. Yeah. Song. This is the song. It's because it's it's got a weird kind of tone to it, like that's. It's it. Feels, it's so melancholy. It feels really sad, but at the same time, it. I mean, because that was the whole thing about the movie is like there's this very ethereal feel to mm. the entire context of the film. So this song to me just fits so well. It's like it's like this otherworldly kind of sound to it. Yeah. Great choices of songs, and not not your typical songs. No. You know? And it's set in the '80s too, so yes. like your work, like you got that kind of working for yeah. you. These, this this movie came out way before like the return of like eighties as yeah. a retro kind of thing. You know, like it was, it was well before two thousand two thousand one somewhere something there. like that. That was yeah. when I was working a block. So you're you're only out. like twenty years removed from yeah. the eighties, and you know you got to typically go like like twenty five to thirty yeah. years. So uh, this might have been one of the first like the forerunner forefront like runners of like yeah. bringing back like 80s music's fun it's good like it's actually good you know oh, people yeah. made fun of 80s music for so long and because it was just like the antithesis like the 90s was the antithesis of the 80s everywhere and there there were so many different dynamics for the music in this movie like you have this you have notorious yes um, i love that with sparkle motion sparkle motion <laughs> just i mean there's so many different kind of tones that the movie takes and i, I mean this this is one of those cult classic movies, and I'm glad it has the following it does because it really it deserves is. it. It's it's one of, it's a movie. It's this to me was the first movie I watched where I was like, I gotta watch this movie like two to three more times to really. Get I was this like, movie. Tr- I was like hypnotized by this movie. Yeah, and I love that Noah Wiley and Drew Barrymore yeah. have a small part in it. Seth Rogen, that was his first. Oh, that's right. He's Seth one Rogen. of the one of the like cronies or whatever. Yep. Bus stop kids. Jenna Malone, she was in it. Before she really hit it big. Nice, nice. And I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Of course. He's been one of my favorites for years. Uh, I love the early Jake Gyllenhaal. The October Sky. I loved loved him as that, like, um, sort of um, loner high schooler. Yeah. He was really good in that role. All right. Moving on. Yeah. That's a good one. Number nine. So do I I need to pick up the tempo a little bit? Yeah. My next one will considerably make up for the the melancholy so you know we we uh we just recently had a whole entire uh dedication episode to kevin smith yes um he uses music you know it's not 
you know, it's certainly no Richard Kelly. It's certainly no like, you know, uh, who's who's like another director that uses music really well, like Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I was going to say Tarantino's know. very, but stylistic. but it's 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 good. Like yeah. it, it, his characters are so memorable. So like when a song comes along, I, I'm I'm talking about Clerks. Okay. So yeah, Clerks 1994. Uh, I was like really huge into Alice in Chains at at the time of this movie coming out. You know, like I, I just that was my favorite band. It's still one of my all time favorite bands. Yeah. I go to see him anytime I can, and uh, it's the introduction of the greatest Kevin Smith character. Period. Yes. Uh, and, and Randall Graves, and uh, like I just you know let this play out. This is this is the introduction to Randall Graves, and it feels perfect that it's you know Alice in Chains, which is just nineties. Yes. <laughs> you know. I love this. And it's totally Randall. It's absolutely totally you. Randall. You're kidding. It's almost 1130. I know. I've been here since 11. Man, I hate it when I can't videos. <laughs> I hate <laughs> it. Big choice, the tape I right the acting is community, really? community theater Dental acting school. at its finest. You came for that too? That's a movie I came Dental for. Dental school. I first dibs. Where did you come with that name of that movie? Now. I call that first dibs. Ain't gonna happen, my friend. I'm getting that movie. Like He's so movie. natural, man. I bet you 20 bucks you don't get to rent that tape. 20 bucks? 20 bucks. All right, asshole, you're on. Yeah, so this is one of my favorite Alice in Chains songs, you know. It's just such a good song. One of my favorite Alice in Chains songs. One of my, one of my favorite characters. And we get a little little shimmy. We get the shimmy right here. <laughs> you're late. What the hell are you doing here? And I like Why that he lets it play. Yes. Arthur fell out. Why the shutters closed? Someone jam gum in the locks. Bunch of savages in this town. Bunch of savages in this town. <laughs> we used to say that all the time when I worked at Blockbuster. Is that right? Yeah, we're one of my favorite lines. Back to the song. No time for love. Yes. <laughs> it's like my favorite random line. Anyways, that's all I gotta so do. Great. So I, I, it. I, you know, there's like it's hard to put into words how special that movie was to me. Yeah, uh, you know, we obviously we're huge Kevin Smith fans. It all it all derives from this movie, uh, and there were some other good. You know, like I love the Chewbacca scene. Yes, with the you know what a Wookie. Like I love that because they're having the conversation about the Death Star. All great stuff. So he he does have an he does have an ear for it. Yes. I might, but I might be giving him too much credit too, because I think like didn't they put a lot of those songs in after the fact when they had a bit of a when budget they had, yeah, when, when they, they when Miramax picked it up yeah. and distributed it? I think they gave him like some songs, but he still yeah. put them in. Oh yeah, so uh, I, it's a great movie, great scene, great song, and that's "Got Me Wrong" by Allison Chains. Nice. <laughs> this this one, my uh, my number nine. Uh, I kind of went back and forth on okay. it because um, yeah. It was one of those like um, there are a lot of I was tempted to like okay I want to put I want to put music from some of my favorite movies and I, I definitively did that I can see that um, makes sense and and it was and I, it was one of those like because one of the things I wanted to stay um, stay away from was like I didn't want to try and like make the movie fit this like I, want, I didn't want to pick a movie and then work it backwards like sure. let me find a scene where the music's really good. So this one to me, and it, especially after my downer ones, I was like, okay, this is, I wanted to kind of pick it back up just a little bit right before the end. As I, I just kept coming back around to this one. I was like, this is just such a, I mean, it's, 
It's such a stupid, funny. <laughs> yeah, okay. Set the scene up, man. And Set so it it's from Zoolander. <laughs> yes. And he, Derek's feeling a little bit down. Like yeah. He, he he doesn't know what his purpose in life should really be. If if it's if it's if there's more to than just being really really, really, really good rid- looking, ridiculously yeah, yeah. good looking. <laughs> Uh, and so his roommates, which I believe, I didn't go and look, but I believe one of his roommates is uh, one of the Scars guards. Um, oh, uh, really? Yeah, I was, I was Alexander. Looking, maybe. I, yeah, I think it might be Alexander okay. Scars. Okay, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um, but they're, you know, it, they're you're like, oh, you know, it'll cheer you up. And this. You know what could really help you sort through these? Oh, you're right. That is Alexander Scars guard. Orange mocha frappuccinos. <laughs> I'm just like wham. It's like wham. Yeah. Wham always just makes you feel good. And they're so excited. Just they're just like hanging out of their like little convertible like jackasses. <laughs> and, and I love it because it's where I was like like in in you know this time period, like this is the stuff that like oh they're they're the height of fashion, so they're wearing stuff no one would ever wear. No, 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 no. Not at all. And like that's the thing about like all those like People in these ads only are, models would wear this. They're shit. always having so much fun, right? And it's like, yeah, they're chewing gum, right? They're definitely they're chewing, and, and they're like, oh look, I'm gonna get you wet with. Oh look, oh, not a care in the world. These guys, they're just having a good time. Oh yeah, no, I'm gonna get you. Oh look at him, look, he's good. And they're just having fun. But things get really stupid but, fast. But then. <laughs> All the guys are like looking at him. The like, uh, gets he gets a little distracted because he sees oh he's on the cover of Time magazine, right? And he throws it in the trash. And he's like oh <laughs> let me go investigate this, and then let's up let's up the ante here. Let's let's not These just use airheads. Start let's have a kids. gasoline fight, guys. <laughs> and it's just like ah. Oh. And the music is just uh, he's got, unrelentlessly got, like happy oh, and, and upbeat. Wham in the back, you're just feeling so good, and they're just having a good time. Coating each other in gasoline. <laughs> when you know, I mean, like the reality of it is like it would smell so horrible. Oh, it would. It would be unbearable. Like they even even these airhead models should know better. It's like, wait a minute, in and my- then just <laughs> lights up the cigarette. They explode. And this oh. explosion is ridiculous. Oh, it's that's a horrible green screen and, right there. <laughs> and then you have then you have Ben Stiller like jump back six uh, inches from the blow from that. You're right. And you're so right. Oh, it was the the reaction didn't necessarily meet the no. the energy that would have come from that blast. No. That's a good pick, man. That's a good pick. So yeah, that was my that was my number nine. Uh, so my last pick, right? Yes. Um, how should I end this bad boy? Let's see. Got some good ones. I feel it would just be so wrong to not include this one. I don't know when we're going to get around to doing like an episode like this again, so I'm just, I'm going to have to. Go for it. In 1986, my favorite movie, without question, was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And it was my favorite movie in 1987. It was my favorite movie in 1988. It was my favorite movie in 1989. It was my favorite movie maybe all the way up to T2. Who knows? But I just enjoyed that. I enjoyed that movie so much. Uh, it's it's one of the, for me. It's one of the great comedies. And although like I've seen so many movies now, it, it slipped out of my like top ten, probably even top twenty. Um, it it it's it's just very quaint, you know. And it's a John Hughes movie. And it's Matthew Broderick. And Matthew Broderick never really went on to do much else, no. in my estimation. Like, he's done things. He's and of had course, roles. And this the Ferris character is written for like a play like he was basically doing the ferris character in a play yes and then they they wrote this movie for him and uh he and he did it expertly 
and uh, there's there's some there's some good songs. Yes, uh, some unusual songs, but it was the yellow song from the. You'll you'll know what I'm talking about if you've seen a Twix commercial or. <laughs> yes. The 1961 Ferrari 250 GT, California. <laughs> and there's Oh Yeah. Oh Yeah. Now, I think I... Did I tell the story about Oh Yeah? I, I vaguely remember, but I think you should... I think either way you should tell again. <laughs> Just in case I didn't. So when this movie came out, it was during a time you was pre-internet, obviously. You couldn't just easily look up a song like this. Now you just go like, Ferris Bueller... Oh, you know, like, oh, yeah, Ferrari scene. Okay, it's yellow. This band nobody's ever heard of. Fine. Um, I had to go into record stores and try to get, like, hipsters, at the, at the time hipsters, who were probably more into, like, hair metal shit. Like, how, how do I convey? Like, I'm like, okay, it's from a movie, right? It's and it's just it just goes oh yeah. <laughs> there was no Twix commercials at the time, and I was just like, where do I find this freaking song? And it finally like, and I was so dumb. I like I, I when I watched the credits, I started paying attention to the credits, and like I'm noticing like at the very very end of all credits, they do the music stuff, you know, like what what songs. But like I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, yellow. Who the hell is yellow? I go in. I'm like, I'm looking for yellow. Nobody's got yellow. Nobody has that tape. And it and it wasn't. They didn't have a soundtrack really. Like this this was like pre soundtrack yes. era too. It took me like two or three years to find wow. the yellow tape. I found it. I paid out the ass from I I want to say it was like Camelot or something like that. And they were good for that. And and the. You were only getting the yellow tape for the Oh Yeah song. Oh, yeah. The, the rest of it no. sucks. No. And Oh Yeah out of context sucks. Yes. Really, if you're honest. It does. It's not a, it's not a banging song. song. No, you really can't. And if you're listening to it, you're thinking about the scene in Ferris Bueller. But it to me, it's it's like right up there with like the Wayne's World, Bohemian oh, yeah. Rhapsody. That song... And it's it's kind of a cheat because it doesn't necessarily fit the parameters of a pop song. It it was you know it came out a year before the movie, but the the song is only popular because of the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it inha- it it makes the scene, and I did like that song enough to go out and buy the tape. And so I searched That's for dedication. it for years. I searched for this tape. That is Could dedication. not find it. Nobody carried it because it's yellow. Like, ooh, yellow? Yeah. Final pick for you? It's my final pick. Yeah. And Man, uh, I had to cut some good ones. This, uh, I, I'm, I'm, having, I'm having to settle a little bit for this version of it. I actually, I have it because um, I own this, the digital version of this movie, and I couldn't find one on YouTube. There's just one part of it that I don't, um, because it's not in English. I couldn't find it anywhere. And there's only one line where there's okay. dialogue. Okay. So it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, and it. It's kind of funnier, even the fact that it um, is it O Fortuna. It is O Fortuna. <laughs> um, yes, and no, none of the the music doesn't necessarily matter. It's um, it's the epicness of the it's song. The epicness yeah. of the song as the intro to this movie that I absolutely love. Um, I said I sent you the YouTube. Oh shit! There's, okay, there's really no setting it up because it's it's just the <laughs> intro to the jazz. You're right. This movie. is a great. This is a great ironic use of O Fortuna. Oh, and it, I mean it is. It's just so great. It's. 
Because <laughs> it's such an epic. And it, it's I, I, I saw the first one in theaters, man. What an yes. experience. The Jackass movie. And then it opens like, like this is your first introduction to, I mean, the, the Paramount logo and right. the, the MT, they give you the disclaimer like, yeah, these are all performed by, you know, it, it, Jackass. It's just like uh, smoke. Oh, just a fog, a thick smoke. And then as it, it starts, <laughs> like, you see the giant shopping cart with all of the guys on it. Oh, my God. Look and at the guy that got Danger Aaron. <laughs> Aaron McGahee, he falls over. They're just riding in a shopping cart. Bam, smacking Johnny in the face. <laughs> and it's, it's really it's good. It's going through the intro. He's like, Johnny Knoxville. This is this is a great pick. Oh, and then this is a great, great pick for the topic. Bam Margera, who's my favorite of all the guys. And Ryan Dunn, who, rest in peace, is unfortunately no longer with us. Uh, Steve-O, of course. Steve-O. <laughs> Jason Acuna, a.k.a. Wee Man. Wee Man. Yep. And you got Party Boy, Chris Pontius. <laughs> and Preston Lacey is, I think Preston Lacey, yeah, Preston Lacey hanging on the back. Yeah. And then you got Dave England on the other side. Yep, there he is. <laughs> How big is this goddamn shopping cart? It's huge. And then you got Danger Aaron. Aaron <laughs> then you got a Speedo, somebody's penis. And That's Chris Pontius. You get plenty <laughs> all of Pontius' of him. penis. Yeah, all of him. <laughs> And they're uh, just cruising down this incline, and you get the buildup, and there's a giraffe. There's a giraffe for no reason. For no reason. <laughs> and they're getting to the bridge where they have all the cannons set up, and then, boom, it just starts hitting with the song, <laughs> and it's just like bricks and rocks being hurled oh at these God. guys. The punishment they took. Because oh. you got Dave England, you got Aaron McGee on the sides that are just getting nailed. And they're, and they're all, there's ash-covered faces from the brick <laughs> dust. There goes Preston. He's rolling on the ground now. We'll have to cut this short. Because <clears throat> the dog is barking and going insane. Oh, but that's, that's perfect timing because we're yes. wrapping up the show. Yes. Hope you enjoyed those 20 musical scenes from movies that enhance the movie. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, look for the uh, Spotify playlist. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. And thank you so much for watching and listening. I've been your host, Ron Avis, one of your hosts. I've been your other host, Adam Peterson. See you next time.